Hunt's private eye. I'm not here right now. Please leave a message. Punt, it's Tracy. Queer one, this, and more than a little macabre. Need you to find a mass grave. The case involves missing bodies, rather a lot of them. Tens of thousands, perhaps. But where they are is a mystery. It's a cold case. <laughs> Very cold, you might say. A little tip for you. The Romans versus Boudicca and the Britons. Brush up on that schoolboy history punt and find out where those bodies are buried. And punt, use any means necessary. The Romans. That's 2,000 years ago. And that, my shrewd instincts tell me, means no living witnesses. This was my toughest assignment to date. Boudicca against the Romans. Boscus? Hmm, I didn't know much about her beyond the chariot with the knives oh. on the wheels. Ben-Hur? And the fact that she used to be pronounced Boadicea. Gone with the wind? But as luck would have it, there was no. a valuable research tool ah. in my home video collection. This is the one. This warrior woman who challenged men with her courage. See the accursed blood rites of the Iceni. Oh, See men roasted alive yeah. in the cage of hell. Oh. A virgin's... Come on, chop his head off. See the bladed chariots of death challenge Rome's mightiest legion, the Viking Queen. Hang on, Viking? Disappointingly, despite the bladed chariots of death, there was no mention in the Viking Queen of where the victims are buried. But I wasn't convinced of its historical accuracy, given that Vikings didn't set foot in Britain for centuries after Boudicca, and that in any case, she wasn't one. She was from East Anglia. And a quick look in the authoritative text that is the Ladybird Book of Roman Britain confirmed that she didn't care too much for Roman rule and led a revolt in AD 61. The Romans reacted as any authority reacts to urban riots. They were a bit slow off the mark, but then cracked down hard. Is this crackdown the battle I'm looking for? The only person who wrote an account of the event anywhere near the time was a man called Tacitus. In his annals we find our entire description of the site of the final Boudicca Roman showdown. Suetonius Paulinus chose a position approached by a narrow defile, closed in at the rear by a forest, having first ascertained that there was not a soldier of the enemy except in his front, where an open plain extended without any danger from ambushes. And that's it. Not much to go on. Narrow defile, forest. It would help to try and be a bit more specific, even if just to book a hotel. Fortunately, Tracy arranged a meeting on a park bench somewhere in London with a man who's studied more than the Ladybird books and has more than a tacit knowledge of Tacitus and could help point by compass as to the whys and wherefores of Rome, revolt and the narrow defile. Greg Jenner. She leads a rebellion and this rebellion burns... Uh, Colchester, it burns London, it burns St Albans and finally the rebellion is sort of checked when Gaius Suetonius Paulinus, the governor of Britain coming from Anglesey manages to assemble a small army about 10,000 men and meet Boudicca in battle at what we refer to as the Battle of Watling Street. Yes, so basically they were last seen at St Albans burning it down. The Romans are coming from North Wales. They are. So um, logically it's somewhere yeah, I mean, along that road. Exactly. It's very much a case that in the middle of the country is where everyone's sort of congregating for this big face-off. Yes. 
So, to the middle of the country I need to head, in search of a narrow defile near Watling Street. Watling Street, I quickly discover, is nowadays better known as the A5. It goes from Hyde Park Corner to Hollyhead, which is 300 miles, and leaves me with a large chunk of the Midlands in the frame. I needed some more specific leads. Hi, is that the Council for British Archaeology? Is that the Roman Way Garden Centre? Talk to you about Watling Street. Hello, Oxford School of Archaeology. Hi, I'm after a number for the Boudicca Way Visitor Centre. Is, is that the Viking Queen's um, Head? It, it's in Norwich. Do you have a, do you have a is room? Is that Ramblers Association? Yeah, I was wondering uh, if you have any rambles that, that have a narrow defile society who said that you'd been digging around looking for the Battle of Watling Street. Is that right? So heading northwest, the, we're just briefly joining the Roman Road, the A5. Edgware Road as it comes out of London and then um, we're on the actual legionaries route now as they came down from North Wales back towards the south although um, I'm not in armour or on horseback I'm in a Ford Focus Although I was digging for clues I couldn't do this literally but I picked up one vital tool from a certain catalogue store whose very name speaks of classical antiquity and of a mighty quest. The Catalogue of Argos. My first potential site was Cuttle Mill in Northamptonshire. My contact, Martin Marix Evans, had sent me directions on how to get there. Very confident directions. Go down the hill, sparing the lives and limbs of wandering natives. We can then walk a little way down Spring Lane. A footpath to the left will take us up to a satisfactory viewpoint over the true and authentic site of the battle. Now there's a man who's not hedging his bets. This is quite narrow. Okay, we are now marching in single file. Waiting for me near a narrow passage, but not quite a defile, unarmed but for a walking stick, was Martin, who led our cohort forward. Uh, ah, right, now we're opening out into uh, Argefield. Uh, hill sloping away. So if we consider the terrain on the horizon to the northwest there, yeah. where the open fields cease and the woods begin is Watling Street. You'll see a lorry or a bus go along yeah, yeah. here any minute. Yes. And the road is coming down here on its way south towards the joys of Milton Keynes. There's a lot of roundabouts there as well. <laughs> Chariots get priority. But it dips down and then it rises up to this ridge here yes. at Paulusbury, where you came off the road, the, the A5. Did That's you? right, you yeah, yeah, that we way. came up that way. We had come up that way. I, however, did not have thousands of troops. I had a small platoon of auxiliary personnel. I haven't even clocked in yet. Historians and archaeologists are all very well, but Tracy literally wanted to know where the bodies were buried, and that called for specialist help. About a couple of miles back, before you stopped, I said, I can feel a real change in energy. I don't know whether you felt that. And it starts in my toes and then it, it works up. Spiritualist Annie Mills and pagan psychic Ralph Harvey set to work, detecting promising signs of paranormal presence. Jeez, there was my patience here already. The, the area is more alive. I like the feel of this so far. 
Ralph has written a whole film script about Boudicca, so I left him and Annie to get a feel for the place while I got down to more conventional history business with Martin. Right, now here am I sitting in Anglesey. I'm Suetonius. Yes. I'm having a small glass of this or that, having creamed the druids, serve them right, and uh, lo and behold, some rider turns up and says, Good afternoon, boss. You'll never guess what's happened. (laughs) And so sitting up that end of the country and looking at the landscape you've got a mental picture of a road coming up from London now if you actually count up the forts and the intervals and you say on a horseback I can do 30 miles so he can get up and down to London check out London say I can't defend this tell them to clear out fall back to St Albans same story and fall back to here it takes him 14 days from Anglesey to do that right if you come down, march down one fort a day, it takes you 14 days from Anglesey to march here on foot. Right. And okay. if you come in a in an ox cart train, you get here in 20 days. So Boudic is going to be here five days later. He doesn't know that. But if you follow all these time movements, yes. this is the only place where your circles on a map will cross. Right. This display of logistics sounded quite plausible to me, but it's been a while since I've done any marching, or battle planning, or indeed maths. I needed a military expert who's plotted manoeuvres and can read a battlefield, and that man is Mark Hatch. My my background is within the Intelligence Corps. Um, From the urban environment, if you like, in place at Northern Ireland, all the way out to the deserts of Iraq and Afghanistan. I began to hope Milton Keynes wasn't a bit of a come-down. I organised a hillside rendezvous with this former intelligence agent and we studied the terrain of Cuttle Mill. Part of the military intelligence game, if you like, is to learn all about your enemy. You can work out, based on what the enemy's doctrine is, where they are most likely to go. On the back of that, you can then look at, as we've been doing, looking at the terrain itself. So where there's a steep hill, or whether it's very heavily wooded, or there's a, a large river to cross, that limits options, and that's then when you work out, that's where I'm going to strike. Now the other thing is, you've got a watercourse coming up here, and my theory is this, that if you're going to move Boudicca's army, we know she had a lot of wagons. Tacitus is quite clear about that. Yeah. And he says the wagons were arranged in a half-circle. They're around a bend in the river because they're watering their beasts, and right. so they camp in a long line with access to water. So the order is given to advance, at which point the infantry are moving off that space, the cavalry start to come down from here, and the whole lot folds in and pushes the whole lot back against the river, yeah. back against their own wagons, and they can't escape, and they were slaughtered down there. Just down there. Just down there. As I looked towards the river, it all made sense. The Romans using their knowledge of their own road and its surrounding terrain. Annie, meanwhile, was assisting by looking for clues in the ground. I feel I'm walking on bones. Not many, but I don't feel that they're from the war. I feel they're more peasant bones. So whether the 
peasants were killed as the troops were coming through. I feel they just rotted where they died or were killed. But I needed warrior bones, not peasant bones. And with a former warrior in our team, I turned to Mark. So in terms of the Romans choosing the ground, choosing a known obstacle mm. and a piece of country that they clearly know well because of the road. Yes. This does sort of make sense. Yes, it does. It makes good sense. I mean, you've got a clear view down to the, the where the river is, haven't you? Um, and you've got a nice wide open space and as you rightly point out, you've got height, they have the fight come uphill, so you've got a height advantage. The only drawback, the only thing I'm sort of slightly concerned about is where do you anchor the wings of your force? That's a very good question. I couldn't see any likely wing anchoring spots. But I wondered what our pagan psychic Ralph made of it. I have a feeling, completing my bones, that there was a, a large group came through here and somewhere here is a Roman villa that was completely and utterly destroyed. Servants, everything. A, a villa that was surrounded by walls um, and just wiped out. Something happened here, I feel, absolutely. We've dug down a little bit, but um, we can't come across anything. I come across a piece of glassware. Six feet. Seven feet, yes. eight feet. We couldn't dig even six inches. Without permission, it's unlawful. But I did have my secret weapon, sent by the Greek store god. And now was the time to use it, once it was assembled. Right, turn on the detector. Rotate the volume dial. No, there we go. Uh, tuning the detector. Rotate the volume dial to the 11 o'clock position. Ah, there it goes. Now, should that be in the middle? Hold the search coil approximately one foot away from a metal object. Possibly. There's something enormous and metal <laughs> right under the ground. The search coil will only detect in motion. This is detecting grass. Stop that. It's failing to detect a coin that's quite visible. It's supposed to go, <laughs> if it's ferrous, the indicator will move to the left. If it's non-ferrous, it will move to the right. Detecting its own hole, uh, which will be used. We've set the metal detector to detect itself. It's <laughs> gone absolutely mad. My first attempt at wielding the electronic sword of truth yielded very little in terms of evidence from 60 AD, which was a shame as I'd been hoping to find the actual knives from Boudicca's chariot wheel. But this disappointment aside, Cuttle Mill had logic. It was in the right place for the maths to work. It was sort of a defile, so half marks for geography, although for anchoring the wings, it was bottom of the class. It was time to move on to the next site, which boldly claims to have played host to the Battle of Watling Street. I say boldly because this one's not on Watling Street. It's over to the east and rests on the theory that Boudicca, far from wanting to venture north into strange territory after burning down St Albans, did a right off the A5 and headed home to Norfolk down the Icknold Way through Hertfordshire. As far as she was concerned, it was Italian job done. In a broad-rimmed hat and a trench coat, suitable for a man who spends time in trenches, archaeologist Graham Appleby led the way across the ridge near the village of Ashwell, explaining that having noticed traces of a buried Roman temple, he had then used the same marching mathematics to pinpoint this as the possible site of the battle. And here we are, we're coming around the corner now, and what you can see is this vast, seemingly open area. Yes. You've now got this dry valley coming up towards the hill fort. 
And it's only when you get around the corner, literally coming up the Ignald Way, that you suddenly notice that here you are, there's this big group of Romans, and you go, oh, we're going to have to deal with that. Yes. I do feel there is spirit here on this land, and it is old. Annie had come armed with a crystal pendulum. There's a lot of it coming up. But I want to ask the earth, and the earth will turn the pendulum in different ways to the answers of the questions that we're going to ask. Yes. I mean, I, I, um, it might be worth moving a bit further down. I want I think to go the thought... over to that hedge. Yes, OK. That's where I'm being guided to. So they start funnelling in, and they're being squashed and constrained because yeah. of the landscape. So the Romans have a very narrow front in which they have to fight along. So if the Iceni are being pushed up here from the rear and the Romans are just sat here, you've got to wear yourself out slightly just coming up the hill. Yes. I see a point within the trees that I, I really want to call in. The land that we are standing on was this once a battlefield. Oh, that is amazing spin. It's amazing spin, but it's clockwise, which in your case is no. Is no. Yeah, that's what I thought. This very patch that I'm standing on is saying no. Yeah. Um. Okay. Can I go out just in? Because yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we're in the trees. Yeah. So you see that that could have been a hiding point. When the people at the front start falling and people are, are now dying and you've got uh, blood and guts and it's slippery, etc., Paul Irons goes, let loose the cavalry. By that time, it's already over and then it becomes a rout. I actually want to ask it a question. On this land that we are actually standing on, if we dug deep enough, would we actually find skulls and, and bones of people. Oh. See, that's an extremely definite yes. It is. So here, somewhere around here, in this sort of alley, on Ickland Way, is where I would have tried to intercept the Iceni. Would Boudicca have headed home, knowing that the Romans would be out for revenge? Tacitus remains taciturn on this point, but the site certainly provides an open plain with no danger of ambushes, and a good place to ambush anyone coming the other way. It would stretch the definition of a narrow defile, though, so it's not case closed. There was one more candidate for the site of the battle to visit, which meant driving back to the A5 and a few miles further up Watling Street. All I had been told was that I needed to wait for a farmer in a Northamptonshire field next to an ancient fort at 4.30pm. And this proved to be true. As I say, you know, if you want to walk in and, and uh, you're welcome to. The farmer was very amenable, which proved to be a double-edged sword that my metal detector failed to spot. There was an Iron Age fort nearby and also, by sheer coincidence, a haunted farmhouse where a murder had taken place. The focus of our mission was about to wander. We're now at the site of the last potential battleground, but the two psychics and the military intelligence man have dashed off ahead with the landowner to look at this fort. 
which may be the place the Romans temporarily used as a camp before the battle. It's very overgrown now. We've lost Ralph. Okay, well, we're now in an intelligence operation of our own. This is confusing. We've lost Ralph. You see, this is, this is proof that we are Britons. It is possible that the spirit of Bodicea's army has entered into us here and we've become a disorganised rabble. Because we came this way to cross the little... Um... Ralph! He's deaf as well. We had lost an 83-year-old man among thick vegetation, deep ditches and mud. I feel he's walking along the edge, probably field edge. That's what I sense. This one, Ralph. Um, and we got a ditch between... Right, well, we need to go back through the ditch then. Maybe we should just go back across the field and round the front. I decided not to put this into my report for Tracy. This never happens in time, team. Where were we going to muster? Our military man was suddenly in his element and swiftly assumed control of the search and rescue operation for the missing member of the squad. But it's quite peaceful here. I learned a valuable lesson that day. If you're working with a psychic, never ever tell them there's a haunted farmhouse nearby. You know, um, except for the, there's an aura around the house. I thought you were going to the house. I knew where you were going. Did you get a bit of a rescue? It was fascinating there. It's definitely a presence there. Yeah. This was all very well, but I needed to get back to the Romans before Scooby-Doo turned up. I joined my next contact, John Pegg, on the ridge at Church Stowe to see how it matched up to Tacitus. Were there grounds to think this was the ground? When my kids were teething at the time, I was sleeping shifts with the wife, so I was up in the middle of the night, nothing to do, TV's a bit crap. Uh, let's compare these Boudicca sites. So it's kind of sleep-deprived, wandering around on Google. I, I wouldn't have gone looking for this site if I hadn't been on Google. I, yeah. I mean, of all the sites... This is kind of the common sense location, this is the common sense topography, it's the common sense architecture, and it's the common sense archaeology. Common sense says, always trust a man who copes with insomnia by looking for ancient battlegrounds on Google. And when I saw the terrain, it seemed that the nocturnal research might just have paid off. This is the first thing that's even looked remotely like a narrow defile. This, this looks far more like the description in Tacitus. Because that is a narrow defile. That's, that's, that's getting on towards being what I would draw if you asked me to draw a narrow defile. Oh, yes. A narrow and quite steep defile, as I discovered as we climbed it. And my military aide, Mark Hatch, seemed almost as impressed as me. It's beginning to look like the defile that we've been searching for as in Tacitus's description, you've got this steep slope, drops down into the valley and then it rises almost the same elevation back up to Church Stow, just up there, where we can see the, the church tower. Yes. Which I think means no problem here with anchoring your wings. This is all looking good for Church Stow. But how does John see the battle unfolding? If I had quarter of a million 
psychos down there. Yeah. Crackheads with pointy sticks. I just, come on, come on, come, come and have a go. And they will. Yeah. The Romans have boxed them in. They're coming uphill over some very claggy ground into the bolt-firing scorpions, then into the stone flingers, then into the archers. A hideous weapon I couldn't find anywhere in Tacitus. Then they retreat while these guys are hobbling back down. That was a bit much. He kind of just takes a stroll over there, gets into this wedgie formation, masses them up yes. so they're not prepared, and then it's just a, a mincing machine. It was hard to believe this rural idyll had ever played host to a mincing machine, but if it had, maybe spiritualist Annie and psychic Ralph might be picking up the vibrations from bone-laden ground. I wouldn't like to say it was the place, but certainly from the descriptions is every possibility, yes. Marcus, what do you, what do you think? I know it's a Roman battle, Ralph, but it's Mark, not Marcus. Yes, which way would you think they came? From there? Yes, yes, agreed, agreed. Yes. I've actually drawn what I felt the original fort looked like. Yeah. And I did see people with arrow-type things from the top when I was up there. Yeah. That's the energy that I felt of the people that were around. Mm. But I actually felt very peaceful. So I do feel within that area there... When I went over that way myself, I felt the exact same peaceful there. Yeah. Because, of course, that, that wouldn't have been... That no. would have been where they camped yes. and where they started from, but the actual fighting, fighting would have been down there. there. So I feel all the joyfulness. Did you photograph it at all? No, because I my camera, my phone doesn't. The camera's not working. Oh on no! It. A slightly inconclusive report from the psychic contingent, which is a shame because after this battle, wherever it was, Britain became Roman, and we stayed that way for four hundred years until the Vikings turned up, looking very like Boadicea according to the movies. It was as big a turning point as Hastings or Agincourt, and just as dramatic. Seems a shame we have one of the best stories that absolutely wipes the floor with Gladiator or the Eagle. And it happened in central England in either 60 or 61 AD. We know the names of people who were involved. We've potentially got one of the spears that was part of it. There's hard evidence. John showed me the results of an archaeological dig in the 1950s. And, w and what was found in the, the fort was a, a, a spear well, it's blade, the, was it? It's drawn, well, no, it's, uh, what's drawn is a spear shaft, a spear shaft. spear shaft. There's also a spoon. It might have been a very deadly spoon. It, might, um, it looks like it, it could uh, have been a pointy spoon. I had been hoping for a chariot wheel, or maybe a helmet, but an army's got to eat, or that's what I decided I would report to Tracy. If nothing else, Church Stowe, with its spoons and a mincing machine, sounds, if not the site of a battle, then at the very least, site of a Roman little chef. This is not entirely a joke. All right, it is, but it also is a plausible place for 10,000 Romans to have camped the night while they awaited the arrival of the slow-moving enemy trudging up Watling Street looking for a fight. In that fight, Boudicca's forces were annihilated and British history changed forever. But where? As I informed Tracy, I may not have found the knives from Bodicea's chariot wheel, but we do have a spoon.